What's up? Proudly presented by Master Electricians. Welcome to the Master Electricians podcast, What's Up? September is Back to Basics Month, proudly sponsored by Echo. Welcome to another episode of What's Up? I'm joined today by Bernie. Bernie, of course, being the CEO of Master Electricians. Thank you for uh, taking um, time out. You didn't really get much choice in this one, did you? I didn't have a choice, and to be fair, I didn't really have um, much of a travel time to get here either. So. No, no, especially considering we sit right next to each other uh, in the office. So, um, we're changing tact a little bit with our Back to Basics month and moving away from the apprentice side of things and into the start of um, a business. You know, what are the basics of business? So, Bernie, you've, you've had a bit of experience with this before. You've had your own business, right? Yep, I've, um, I think I've said this a few times um, in a few podcasts through the, through the last few weeks, but uh, effectively I left school when I was 17 and went straight into an electoral, electoral apprenticeship. And I haven't really been too far from the electrical industry um, since then, um, in and around the electrical industry and electronic security, and uh, tried to diversify a little bit, which I might talk about a bit a little bit later. But I ran a business contracting company for about seven years, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about it because it was good and bad. Um, and then after that, obviously, uh, um, I went into the training space and then ended up. Um, uh, and master electricians. Uh, yeah, I've, I've sort of been in quite a few, well, just about every facet of the electrical industry, and yeah, certainly contracting was one of them. Yeah. So, when you very first started your business, what was the first thing that you did? First thing I did was go to the bank and ask them to borrow some money so that I could buy a van. Uh, <laughs> that's the first would, thing. I'd, would and, that be your recommendation on the first thing to do when you start a business? No, it, no, it wouldn't be. Um, I, like I, had, I had a brief conversation with my wife about it that I wanted to get out and do some contracting because at that stage I was in the electronic security game and I uh, wanted to get out of it, get back to my roots because um, I always hark back to what my old man always used to say. He said, Bernie, you can always fall back to your trade and um, certainly did. And, yeah, and I didn't do things right, um, certainly, in, in the early stages. It was really ad hoc. I uh, didn't have a business plan. I just thought, well, hey, I've got some tools. I'll grab a van and we'll see what happens. So business plan, that would probably be a good starting point. Business plan would have been a good idea. Um, and I guess somebody to talk to, you know. I, I didn't know where to go. Um, I didn't know that there was a place called, um, in the government, they had, they had a biz um, biz.co.nz it was still it was there then uh, didn't know about it and I guess it's this, this big unknown you just don't know where to start mm-hmm. so you give it a go yourself and yeah so the first thing I did was try and get an extension on the personal um, finances to buy a vehicle and, and just thought we'd wing it from there and um, sort of worked and sort of didn't I have to say. <laughs> so starting with the business plan we're kind of following on from um, this you talk about biz.co.nz which is now business.govt.nz which has amazing resources on it and they have a 10 step guide to starting a business and their first point is having a business plan so knowing what it is that you actually want to do and achieve yeah, your look, business. And it's as simple as just working out the basics. You, you've got to have a business plan. You've got to sit down and actually start mapping out um, what are you going to do? Who, who's your um, customer segments? How are you going to get your uh, message out to those customer segments? Um, you know, and, and what type of work are you going to do? Um, um, uh, obviously electrical, um, but how are you going to diversify that? Because the more you can diversify what you do, uh, the, the safer your business becomes should um, anything like, mm, oh, gee, COVID happen. So um, that business plan is, is pretty critical. And, it's, and 
you know, it's really just a sort of an overarching view of what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, um, uh, and do your customer segments match what you do and how you're going to reach them. So second one um, on the, the, the business.gov um, website is business name um, and making sure that it's actually yours to have. Um, so what did what was your business called, Bernie? Well, I, my business was called uh, Electrical Dynamics and there was another business out there called Dynamic Electrical and we always used to get our invoices uh, mixed up from the wholesaler, so that was a little bit interesting. But uh, I, I probably did very little research into um, company name. I, I, I had to get an accountant, so the accountant said, give me three names and I'll start the business for you. So the first name I wanted was Electrical Burns. And they said, well, that's probably not a good idea. I said, yeah, but it's catchy. And the accountant said, yeah, I don't think so, Bernie. That's, uh, that's not a good idea. So, um, so we ended up with my third choice. I can't remember what the second choice was, but that was already taken. So I, I guess that was decision was actually taken away from me by the fact that I did have an accountant who was going to set it up and do the due diligence to find out if the name was already used. Um, if you're starting off as a as a sole trader, you can actually get yourself in a bit of shtuck if if when you do become a limited liability company, your name's actually already taken. So you have that 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 trading on that name taken away from you. So. It's Bit of due diligence on that. And yes, it's pretty easy. Yes. It is. It is like heavens. I I have um, a business uh, set up just in case anything ever comes our way in, in our personal life. So it's fifty dollars a year to go in there and just basically keep hold of a name. Mm. So pretty straightforward. Um, business structure. Now we actually are going to cover um, the difference between um, sole trader versus limited liability cover and what the pros and cons of each are in our next episode. So we've got someone talking about that. So you went down the limited liability company? Yeah, I went straight into limited liability. Um, and I mean that, that worked well for me because it meant that um, I had my, my name set up, my accountant set up and, and everything trading under that one name um, right from the go. So I guess that's one thing I did do right. Probably didn't do much more to be perfectly honest. <laughs> ah, yes, but you learned lots so that's why we're talking to you. Um, what about GST registration? Yeah, GST was all, all done by the accountant as well um, and that's always... Uh, I guess GST was the, the easy part of tax to understand because you had to pay it every two months. So uh, you'd, you'd get notification from the accountant that GST is due, um, it's this much. Um, you know, we didn't have zero back then, we pretty much had uh, MYOB which was really, it was relatively complex back in, back in the day that um, I was running a business. So. Um, I could I could roughly get a forecast on on what the GST was going to be. So I, I, I understood the the GST side of it. That was pretty easy. It's it's the other tax that really started to hit me uh, later on because I, I I literally had no idea. Mm. So you've said the word accountant a few times, and I'm thinking that maybe a good thing to do right at the start would be to get one of those. Yeah, an get, an, get an accountant that actually <coughs> understands um, contracting because um, the the you know. I don't want to insult any accountants out there, but um, they really are ones and zeros. They're, they're just numbers people. Sometimes they don't really understand um, the requirements of a contracting business. They don't understand progress payments, they, and they don't get it. So it's really important to have an accountant that, um, that actually does a lot with the construction industry. 
yeah. in general. Yeah, and you can't. You don't have to take the, the first accountant off the rank. You can actually interview them and talk to them and see what they are interested in to make sure that you're going to get one that's going to be a good fit for you because you're going to spend a lot of time with them. Oh, absolutely. You are going to spend a lot of time. There's a lot of trust in it too. So I went through three accountants in the first two years until I found one that actually um, would actually give me the information that I was asking. They're, they're very reluctant to, to be nailed down to say like give me a, give me a ballpark figure on what my um, my tax liability is going to be coming up to my second year and they'll always try and weasel the way out of it and say oh we can't do that because we don't have the numbers um, give me a ballpark figure they won't do it so um, it, it's really hard to, to plan and um, try and account for for tax implications when First of all, you don't have an idea about tax and the accountant won't tell you. Yeah, that's not going to be helpful in the long mm. run. So what other tips, like looking back for you now, what are some of the things that you would say that you would either do differently or would put out as pieces of advice for someone starting? I'd say it's plan, plan, plan. Um, you, you, you've got to understand your market. You've got to understand what it is to the difference between breaking even and making a profit. Um, so it's the old adage, you know, when you when you when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And, and the best example of that is, uh, and a lot of the contractors out there would have seen that you get a homeowner that wants to run their own project. Well, they never um, do the proper planning. They don't put enough time into it. Um, and it ends up costing them money in the long run. And there's no difference for a, for a contracting company. If, if you don't plan you know, your next three, six, 12 months out, um, well, you know, it's, it's probably gonna cost you money and no one wants to be cost money um, in business. So. And that's probably one of the things that I didn't do very well at all. Um, I mean, at the time that I, I had my company going, it actually started to affect me um, quite considerably in, in the mental space. Um, it wasn't, you know, coming up, coming up, I was in business for seven years, and I'd say the last three uh, were very, very difficult um, with all the other things that were going on in, in my life, just with family, and then you have the added pressure of uh, a business that probably wasn't being run as well as it should and it, it really was a difficult last three years I'd say in business yeah. for me. So from that I'd say that looking after yourself, being kind to yourself, it has to be a big part of being in business as well because it, it, it absolutely has to be and, and, and part of the planning that I, um, I really failed on was, was as simple as planning for um, family holidays. You know you actually got to build them into your structure so that you're actually getting that income in in time for you to be able to afford to have a family holiday. Um, to, to have that space away from the company um, with family is really, really important. And it's important because um, I ended up spending a lot of my time doing, you know, the work, I was, I was a, a one-man band. So I didn't want staff, I just wanted a simple, <laughs> I wanted a simple life with a little bit of downtime. And I thought that uh, being self-employed was going to give that to me. And, and in the end, it actually didn't. Um, so uh, I, I didn't realise that I was going to be doing the work during the day. I was going to be quoting in the evening, chasing debt, and then um, doing all my paperwork, um, and then not really seeing the family. Um, and uh, I, I felt like I was living a Cat Stevens song in the end. My son was always saying to me, Dad, can we do this? Dad, can we do this? And I'd say, oh, sorry, I haven't got time, son. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in, in the end, I was glad to get out of it. But. Um, one thing I, I did do, um, and much later on in life, once I, I came to Master Electrician, so I, I did an MBA, and um, you know there was just some basic stuff that I learned just through a little bit of learning that um, I would have done so much differently being self-employed back 
um, you know, back in the early 2000s. And um, you know, if I can say one thing to anyone, do a small business course. Um, go to a polytech or to, to a night class somewhere at a, at, a, at a secondary school and do a small business course so you can get the, the very, very basics of um, what taxes, um, how to run the financial side of the business and, and get a business plan. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there are definitely a few of those out there now and, and they uh, they work alongside your business as well. So, you know, if you are already starting your business, then you will be able to put what you're learning into practice as you go. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm quite glad that um, um, you guys in, in National Office are, are putting these uh, podcasts together. Um, it's it's one thing that I, I really um, would like to push, and that is to try and help people that want to get into business. I mean, being in business is um, a, a very good opportunity for, for a, young, um, a young guy or a young girl. Um, it can give you flexibility, it can give you freedom if you set it up right. So um, I, I, I'm really pleased that we're heading down the path of helping people to get into business, but helping them to do it right. Mm, absolutely. So last piece of advice, what would it be to someone starting uh, their own business? Um, I, I sort of answer this question in a couple of ways um, and, and the first thing I'd say to anyone that's looking to, to get into uh, owning their own business is buy your boss's business. You're much better off um, getting on the succession plan for your boss and, um, and slowly um, buying shares into that business because you, you get a structured company, um, a, a lot of the hassle of starting the company up is gone and um, it's, it's a much better pathway into, into business ownership. Um, however, um, you know, we're an entrepreneurial company and we do have an extremely high rate of SME starting. Um, unfortunately, we also have a high rate of SMEs failing, but um, if you're going to start it, um, ask someone how they got started um, or even come to Master Electricians, we'll set you up with a mentor, but um, get some advice first. Get some advice from somebody who's done it to find out what mistakes they made to find out what your next steps have got to be, but don't try and do it yourself. Don't don't see if you can find the information and then and then give it a go. I, I know we're a give it a go country, but um, and this is it's actually too important to, to to do this one right. Yeah, and we definitely have some resources available on that business mentoring side. Um, podcasts from month of August are around the business mentoring, um, and there are some really good perspectives from uh, members there as well. Awesome, thank you so much for um, allowing me to pull you away from your desk, uh, <laughs> albeit reluctantly, to have a chat with us about studying business. And um, we will uh, see you all next week. Thanks for listening to What's Up. Please make sure to check out all of our other social platforms and head over to our website for all Master Electrician's digital content. See you next week.